Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to episode 35. Oh, this is a subject I have been wanting to talk to you about for so, 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 add as many so's as you want in there, long. Seriously, have been wanting to talk about this. Today's episode is about how weird is your extraordinary superpower. That's it. It's your extraordinary superpower. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. I want to, I have to give you the origin of the story in order for you to understand I, well, besides that, you could already assume that, you know, understand that I am weird. I mean, that's, that's a fact of life. I have been called weird my entire life in so many ways. And for me, it was always a kind of a badge of honor, right? Weird, different, uh, unusual, strange. Um, you could just like the gambit of all of the different words that you can imagine that came out of it. And okay, so there was a period of time when I was really young that it was, you know, an insult or, you know, I would come home crying because people would call me names and all kinds of different things. Yes, I was bullied as a kid. A lot more than one day I'll tell you those stories because there really are a lot of stories around that. But the point being is that other than some of the more difficult things that are connected to probably my body dysmorphia and other aspects of it, weird was never one that felt bad for me personally. So it was interesting as I kind of went through life and started to hear more and more people around me who I thought were amazing and interesting and colorful and unique using these this word weird as if it was an insult like i can't even tell you how many of my clients come to me at first saying yeah i'm the weird one in the family as like it's a badge of shame on them when weird is exactly what makes you the not only unique but super powerful human being that you actually are and that's what i want to get into today i want you to walk away from this you know episode understanding that you want to lean in to your weirdness not back away from your weirdness and here's why in an ecosystem when you look at an ecosystem there are all types of functions i mean there are extremely complex ways of functioning sure there are some functions like okay plants produce oxygen that happen that happens in an ecosystem you have plants and lots of plants that create oxygen but some plants create also i mean sorry some plants also create carbon dioxide in other words they reverse the way that they breathe at night so you have these different functions from what we think of are the absolute norm. You have lots of different plants that have a whole host of different ways of being. You have, for example, ghost pipe. So beautiful little plant that has no chlorophyll, right? This is a plant that comes out completely white, 
no chlorophyll whatsoever, right? Does not photosynthesize, but lives off of the relationship with others. You have plants that live underground most of their lives and maybe only flower once, like not even flower, come up once in a lifetime, but their entire ecosystem, everything that they do and produce and how they live is underground. You have the corpse flower, very famous, well-known flower, gigantic flower that only um, only flowers every so often. And this flower smells like decomposing mammals. I mean, it's got a horrendous smell. It has, even though it's the world's largest flower, so it's like putting itself out there. Key is putting themselves out there, show like at, at, look at me here and smell me also, right? And yet this is a plant that we would consider weird. We have devil's tooth, right? Uh, uh, that is a plant that has this sort of bleeding like surface and, and it has these type of spores or injections that, you know, have, I, you, you just have to see it. It's you just you just have to see it. So all of these types of plants from the perspective of what we as humanity today would think of are neurodiverse. They're diverse. Their their expression is different and unique. And yet carnivorous plants is another great example. Right. But yet what they offer their ecosystems are specific pieces of that that ecosystem has needed in order to be able to adapt and be resilient to the overall system. And this is the way that you should look at your weirdness. Your weirdness is connected to a series of individual traits that you might have, uh, propensities that you might have for certain kinds of subject matter, ways that you uh, express yourself or that you process data, all of these different things, which today we have labeled in so many ways, weird, neurodiverse, uh, strange, um, you know, and we have called them in many different terms. There's been actually even lots of periods of time where we've used really horrible terms to describe these as if there was something completely wrong. I'm gonna give you an example of, of, a, of one of the children that lives here in Domenher. Um, actually, he's a grown man now. It's amazing for me because when I came, he was just a little boy and to see him now as a grown man. And he has, you know, a series of what today we would consider to be um, diseases, right? He has Prater Willie, he has, and he has this very unique way of seeing the world. And I have to say that I find him fascinating to help me understand the world through completely different lens. Conversations with him, are they the same type of conversation that I would have with you know, the majority of the people around me? No, it requires me to interpret the, what he is saying and how he's expressing himself. But when I sit back and I give myself that chance to stop and listen, and I really listen to the way that he has interpreted or understood or is thinking about a specific topic, I'm always blown away because he has found areas of focus or of, of nuggets of knowledge, or even just has a complete worldview around that, that for me is outside of my thinking and therefore so much more expansive. 
there is so much nourishment in that. And does he struggle with day-to-day things that maybe other people might find easy? Sure. Why? Because our world has been created around cookie, you know, like cookie cutter shapes that we're supposed to shove everybody into. But the truth of the matter is that those cookie cutter shapes don't really fit not even the people who think that they fit within the cookie cutter shapes. Many of those people have actually forced themselves to fit into those cookie cutter shapes rather than the cookie cutter shapes being something that was natural and easy for them, right? This is the reason I talk all the time about re-embodying your natural intelligence. Your natural intelligence doesn't work within most of these cookie cutter shapes. There are always things that are outside of the cookie cutter shape. And therefore, if we keep focusing on the idea that our plant, that our entire world can be created in some kinds of boxes, we lose the richness of the diversity that is around us. And more importantly, each one of those elements of diversity brings with it a whole set of characteristics and powers that if we were to put those together, we would have a much more exciting and rich tapestry of life rather than trying to cut them out and create something that is not just bland and boring. This isn't really about just the sort of superficial perspective, but there's a depth that's missing because in those differentiating shades, in all of those characteristics and talents and skills and um, sometimes hyper-focused stuff and sometimes really aloof, there are different levels of depth in there that we can't get to without that type of mentality. Neurotypical, for example, is a term, and I'm gonna read the definitions that I have found, is a term that's used to describe individuals with typical neurological development or functioning. It is not specific to any particular group, including autism spectrum disorder, by the way. In other words, it's not used to describe individuals who have autism or other developmental differences. So they can't even really come up with a term that makes sense. Because if you read this definition, it's just saying that neurotypical is basically anything that is not neurodiverse. Neurodiverse says neurodiversity is a word used to explain the unique way people's brains work. Seriously, if I had to choose a definition, Neurotypical is a term that's used to describe individuals with typical neurological development, or if I had to choose, neurodiversity is a word used to explain the unique way people's brains work. Which one would you choose? Just think about it for a second. Which one would you choose? Because I know which one I would choose. While, and it goes on to say, while everyone's brain develops similar, similarly, no two brains function alike. Being neurodivergent means having a brain that works differently from the average or neurotypical person. But is that really true? Because if no two brains, or in the case of where we are looking at things much more expensive, no two minds are the same. Because remember we said that even the same species of plant growing only really right next to one another, each one of those expressions is gonna be completely different. Each one of those plants is going to have a completely unique way of experiencing the world based on how much nourishment, what happened, what genes got turned on and off. That same seed that was put in, that came from maybe the same original plant and two seeds that got placed will have very different expressions. Right in front of me, I have two aloe plants that both came from the same plant. Vera is the name of their 
mother, and Vera plant, right, gave birth to Jaina and Zan. And Jaina and Zan are completely different. Jaina is big and bushy and multiple levels, but you know, one center with multiple levels, where instead Zan is much more off to the side and has a few pieces, like few areas of growth on one side, but no growth on the other. They are two plants that came from the same plant, Vera, and yet these two plants express themselves completely different. So if we really think that no two minds are the same, then does neurotypical really exist? And if neurotypical doesn't exist, then isn't weird just an expression of your own individuality? And therefore weird is the way that you present your powers to the world? Just take a minute to think about it. And I want you to think about it, but first I wanna share with you one of our eco-conscious business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. Welcome back. So, hmm. Here is the thing that I discovered. I discovered this a few years ago, actually. It was, it was, I remember the day that I was, that I was working on a project and I had this flash of intuition that came up and I started to look at the people around me. I was looking at, I was watching also, I was watching on television. I remember what triggered it. I remember a television show that I was watching that was talking about people who were developmentally, as they were calling it, disabled. I personally have always called it diversely abled. And I was thinking about their diversely abled senses. And these particular people were um, a family that were um, had a, a degenerative disorder where their bodies, they were confined to wheelchairs and their bodies were slowly deteriorating in certain kind of muscular dexterity and a few other things. And I found it fascinating because each one of the members was a mother, a father and a, and a daughter. And each one of them had developed a whole series of really interesting characteristics and talents. Uh, one was a painter and the other one was a musician and and the other one, I don't remember, I think was a writer or something like this. And, and it was really interesting the way, of course, that the young girl painted and the way that she expressed her creativity. And I was watching this and I was thinking, I would have never gotten there. And I was like, what an extraordinary, she was talking about her life and she was talking about it from the perspective of the abilities, the things that she was able to express about her life. And, and in some ways, thanks to her disease, thanks to this, um, this, this, what seemed to others as confinement into a wheelchair, pushed her to really look at her body differently and not to use many of the norms that we have, right? I'm supposed to write with my hands. I am supposed to uh, paint in this particular way. I hold a paintbrush in this way or I do stuff. 
because she didn't have the ability to do that, she was allowed to, she gave herself that permission to just use her whole body and whatever the body would allow to express. So, you know, sometimes holding things with her mouth, sometimes using her feet, sometimes using her hands or what was avail what ability, what movements she had, you know, and, and the family at one point was dancing and they were dancing all three in their wheelchairs. And I was thinking to myself, wow, how amazingly beautiful that they've liberated themselves from all of the constraints that we give them. We, we give ourselves, we tell ourselves that dancing looks like this or that movement looks like this. When I was in college, I remember since I have a degree in music engineering, so I was in the school of music and I remember watching one of my favorite bands where the lead singer was blind and I loved watching him because I recognized that because he had never been able to see anybody dance before, his dancing was all original. The way he moved his body was based on his relationship to the music, not copying anybody else, not trying to be like anybody else, not using some or being afraid of expressing himself because somebody else um, would see him. He couldn't see anybody. And so he wasn't thinking about anybody seeing him. He was just letting himself move to the music. And this is when I started to think and I started to understand what if, what if what today we're calling problems, disabled, neurodiverse, all these things are instead the talents that you're being given so that you can accomplish your life purpose? What if every single one of these quote unquote challenges is really a liberation of the neurotypical world of the world of or of the um the the abled world limits on how i am supposed to do things what if this is permission to be yourself look your mind is going to work the way it works you're not going to be able to just change your mind into something else. So there's no point in hiding or trying to force yourself to be something that you're not. If you have certain ideas, if you have certain passions, if you experience the world through a specific lens, if you want to go out and see a lot of people and then hide for five days, if you want to draw with your toes, if you want to get in contact with the earth by rolling on the ground, if you want to listen to the sound of spider plants, so what? What if this is all the way you were meant to tap into whatever it is that you're supposed to accomplish for your life purpose? Look, the people that love you are going to love you for whatever you are. They're going to love you for everything you do and everything that you are, and they're going to trust. So isn't it better for you to lean into these expressions, to explore them, to work with them, to flow with them, to let this be your evolution, as we were talking about previously in a previous episode. This is the way you were meant to express yourself. There is nothing wrong with you. On the contrary, you came in to this planet to help everyone else through that unique superpower that makes you weird. And isn't that amazing?
Isn't that amazing? Because when you start working with this, sure, challenges are gonna come up. Maybe, you know, you don't have the dexterity to do something, or maybe you're not somebody who's going to be in the spotlight all the time because you can't handle that. But so what? So what? Lean into it. What are you going to be able to do? What are you gonna be able to share with us? Where is this going to take you? If you not just accept it, but use it, work with it, experience it, move it, get out of the frustration and the anger and the, ah, change the paradigm around us, change the system, make the system work for you. Push, be, allow yourself to be seen, be visible, let that weirdness completely flow. I love working with weird clients. I we, we say in the naturally conscious community that weird and woo are our, our extraordinary superpowers. And I want these to be your superpowers. I want to help you. I want to help you navigate the world and create a world that allows you to express yourself at 110% that none of these things become limits, but instead they become empowerments. So you be you, let your weirdness flow. And if you need help, I'm here. The whole naturally conscious community is here because we're all weird. We're all weird in there. We're all weird in different ways. And I wanna help you be the bestest, weirdest self that you could possibly be. So remember always, to resist the urge to hold back your evolving green brilliance. I want to hear what your weird superpower is. So please leave me a comment. Also join the naturally conscious community and join the conversation there. Let your weirdness flow. Let it be your guiding star. And if you know other weird people who could benefit from this conversation, who want to find other weird, unique thinking people and express themselves and figure out how to use this to accomplish their life purpose and to make the change that they were meant to make in the world, then you like, subscribe, share, invite, do all those special things because we need everyone to recognize that pretty soon weird is gonna become the norm. Weird is what we all are because we are unique beings having a unique experience. And that is what makes the diversity of the world so exciting. All right, that's me, Tigria Gardenia. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know your thoughts, share, and we will talk again very, very soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsettia from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.